I'm Gary Giesberger, Giesberger Farm Host Cider. And Gory Giesberger, we are brothers and we're in Mitchell's Corners, Ontario in Clarington. And for those that don't know where that is, in relation to the big epicenter of all of Canada, Toronto, that's about where? We're about an hour east. And you've just started opening up with uh, your hard alcoholic cider, but you've been doing this for quite a long time. Can you tell us a little bit about what that start has, has been here on the hard cider side of things? Sure. We've actually, uh, our family background goes back to Switzerland, basically, from our grandfather. So hard cider has always been in the family, uh, right from many, many years ago. So now what we've done is we've kind of taken his kind of methods a little bit and we tried to keep it very natural as well. So uh, we stay away from any natural flavor additives or artificial sweeteners and try to keep it to the basic roots. And then you also have quite a history of, of some of the softer non-alcoholic ciders as well. That's right. We, uh, we've actually started pressing apples around 1970. And prior to that, our grandfather used to take the apples from the trees that were part of his dairy farm and take them, I, I believe it was into Markham, to get them pressed and bring the cider home. And in 1970, his uh, nephew from Switzerland was over and says, well, I'll build you a press. So he built a press, and it was a large press. And um, we used that press right up until 2012. And then that's when we started looking around for something uh, to upgrade. We were actually very lucky as uh, Max Habison, Jim, who made it, was a phenomenal woods craftsman. And our dad was a phenomenal mechanic. So he looked at the hydraulics a lot, and Max did the basic structure. And we bring it upgrades over the years uh, that lasted like 40 something years so it was uh, it was a great uh, great start a little bit of uh, ingenuity and and uh, the ability to uh, adapt to what's in the area uh, and it lasts a long time so so you've been around for quite a while how did you get started here was it was it that there were just apples around when you relocated or has there always been a, an orchard in the in the family yeah, actually, we're still on the old family homestead. So part of our grandfather's farm, we have about uh, 11, 12 acres here of the original farm. And back in the 1900s, you know, 1920s, all farms were self-sustaining. So each farm had apple trees. And so our grandfather, you know, they didn't run down to the, the, the stores to buy something. They were self-sufficient. So he always had barrels of hard cider in the basement because that way it preserved. There was no refri refrigeration required. So after a day of work, he would go down, they'd get a, you know, a bit of a jug of cider to go with a meal, so it was a staple. So over that time, as we mentioned, Max made the first press. And uh, once people knew he had a bit of a cider press, then some neighbors would say, well, if you're pressing, can we, do your, can we bring our apples for you to do as well? So we would actually, that's how we got into the more of the custom pressing as well. And we've gone right from using the, the, the cloth to when we started with burlap. And as uh, a bunch of people are, are showing up, which is great, the, uh, the farm's very busy today, even on, uh, on a Thursday, uh, it seems. How has been the reception with, uh, with opening up and so on? Oh, very much. Uh, people are just loving to get out uh, uh, as a destination. Uh, as you see right now, we have a, a camper coming in. We're part of the Torrego program, which is wonderful. And uh, the general public, uh, it's a great destination for them to come out. We can't do sampling yet, unfortunately, because of COVID. But uh, we do little tours here and there, you know, just uh, as it goes. And just share the, the background of the family history with the cider. Uh, because we've pretty much seen it all. We started boiling uh, our, our water in, in a cast iron pot over a fire, uh, using burlap for the claws. Uh, we've seen apple pulp when the burlap bag breaks, shoot 15 feet out the door. Uh, so we've actually seen it all throughout the years. 
So uh, it sounds as though you would be one of the original sort of cider producers that um, and, and, and farms and families that have been uh, that made it through the prohibition area and the, the cutting down of many of the old growth trees. Is that correct? Or have you is is the uh, the orchard itself sort of newer as well? Well, we still have some of the old standard trees here. Uh, we have uh, some of the old standard apples as well. Uh, but uh, as being kind of the first in the area, uh, I was like 10. <laughs> so I, all I knew in the weekends, we we're going to make apple cider. So uh, I didn't know, I, I knew a couple other local producers as well, which there have been over the many, many years. Uh, but uh, like I say, it started more as a hobby with us and just kind of growing and growing. In 2012, we upgraded our equipment to the mobile apple cider mills. So now instead of the, the customers bringing their apples from their orchard to us, we take the mill to them and using our bag and box packaging, no refrigeration required for the sweet cider. So in our books, a good apple cider, a sweet cider, is nothing but apples ground, squeezed, we pasteurized and packaged, and that's it. And you were saying that you're one of the first or the only ones that, that do that mobile in the area or, or even Ontario that you're aware of. At the moment, uh, as far as our knowledge, uh, we basically have the only mobile mill still east of the Rockies. So uh, there's about four, I think, in Vancouver, British Columbia, where the idea kind of started. And then uh, we kind of ran across this idea, but really caught our eye was the bag and box packaging. Because up till then, we either had to freeze the cider or add preservatives. And we would freeze it, we don't like to add preservatives. But the bag and box, you do not, do not require refrigeration. So it has a one year shelf life unopened and it has a three month shelf life once you've opened it and refrigerated. So if you're going camping, I'll take your cider with you, it's awesome. You just sit on the picnic table and enjoy whenever you walk by. And you have some products available. Can you tell us a little bit about what your offerings are? Oh, we've got, uh, it all stems from the sweet cider that we press in the bag and box. And then we also have uh, about five, six flavors of non-alcoholic sparkling cider. We also take some of the sweet cider and like our grandfather did, made apple cider vinegar. So we do have apple cider vinegar. We'll take that and then we'll infuse that for, um, for a month in things like horseradish, ginger, turmeric, all the immune boosting elements. And uh, that we can make a fire cider out of that, which is great in the morning, kind of gets you started. And uh, from there, we also have uh, apple cider splash, which is our, our non-alcoholic sparkling cider. It's the only thing that we add water to. It's a great drink for the summertime, a little more rehydrating, cuts down on the sugars a little bit. We also have have uh, various flavors of sweet cider, apple cranberry, apple peach, apple pear, that sort of thing. Um, and then we get into the hard ciders. And we also have uh, apple cider freezies. The freezies, that's right. Which is uh, a great treat. But, and people really like it because uh, on our apple cider freezies, the ingredients are apples. That's it. There's nothing else. We sell them frozen, but there's nothing else. Uh, and then the place here, what are your, your hours and your availability? Well, it's the store at this point, because we haven't uh, built it in the actual cider house yet, the store is uh, in the living room of my house. I've got a very understanding wife. She's wonderful that way. And uh, so if we're home, we're open. But basically, we're, we're generally running, you know, 10 to 5, 10 to 6 that, uh, throughout the week. And, uh, you know, we do, we've had people come in, uh, you know, uh, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, and uh, they saw the lights on, so they came in. So it... Uh, it's, we do have the set hours, but you know we do operate outside of those hours if we need to. And I'm I'm assuming uh, planning to, as you said, the store to open here and in the spot just down the road. Um, will you be looking at doing online sales and, and other stuff like that? Oh, we do online already. 
We, we've got a fairly strong online uh, store and uh, we do a lot of uh, shipping into the downtown Toronto area and uh, around the GTA and it's worked out very well for us that way and when uh, you know at the height of COVID when everybody was home the online worked extremely well with being able to deliver to the, the people in Toronto. The, um, we did start with uh, COVID, we did start a local uh, free delivery between Whitby and Bowmanville and that worked out uh, well too. Now uh, with things kind of opening up a little bit, we're starting to see more people coming out and, and they're thankful to get out and about and uh, actually come into the store and, uh, and see what we have. So it, it, is, it does work well. And it looks like it's got a space to be quite a nice little destination for some families to come out and, and see some stuff and, and maybe play a game or two down the road as well. Yeah, we're looking at trying to implement some, some programs of some type and we are affiliated with the, the Trago Camping Association so we do have campers that do come in overnight and that's working out uh, well this year and last year it kind of stalled because everything was closed down but this year it has opened up and it's, it's working out well for us. And where would uh, be somewhere if people wanted to get more information on what you offer and, and how to come visit and so on? So our, our website is about the best way to get a hold of us, uh, farmhousesider.ca and the, the, our online store is there as well, phone number, drop us an email. I mean, we're always open to any questions or we also help a lot of people who want to uh, make their own cider at home, their hard cider. So we can give them the, the raw cider and work through the process if they want to be their own crafter and make their own hard cider at home, we can help through that process. So. Well, I've got some of that in the car that I've made, and if you're bold enough, we'll leave you a bottle or two to try. So, But uh, we're looking forward to, to sampling the whole variety of stuff here, so thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure.